Today, I want to talk about one of the most important areas of Christian life, and that's prayer, speaking to God. Now, we're going to talk about how to pray effectively in a few minutes, but I want to start by sharing why prayer is so important. So first, prayer and scripture are directly connected. So when it comes to any relationship, and especially our relationship with God, communication is key. If a relationship is bad, fix the communication. And now with God, when the primary way that he communicates to us is through his word in scripture, and the primary way that we communicate to him is through prayer. So these things work together. We pray to God and he speaks to us through his word in the Bible. If you ever feel a distance between yourself and God, if you ever feel that there's something wrong with that relationship, focus on these two things. Spend extra time in his word and spend extra time praying to him. And that's how we can fix that relationship. So next, prayer is power. When we pray, we're plugging into the power of God through the Holy Spirit. Prayer has the power to change things, to change our hearts, to change the lives of others. This is how God works. When we pray, things happen. So this is the power of God in our life. Now, when we pray, it, it changes ourself. It helps us to get things in our life into a proper alignment. So uh, when we're praying about things and God is speaking to us, that's when we humble ourselves. That's when we prioritize others ahead of ourselves. That's when we know to put God above everything, when we have Jesus as our example, and when we follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So when we pray and when God speaks to us, it helps us to put all of these things into alignment for us to see God's perspective on whatever issue it is that we're going through. Whenever we bring issues to him, it help, when we pray to God, he gives us his perspective on those issues and how we should handle everything. So just in terms of putting everything into priorities, let's see what Paul had to say. He said, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So it doesn't matter what we're going through, what we worry about. There's no point to be anxious, but we give everything to God. We put it into his able hands and that we're going to trust his plan and that we're going to do whatever it takes to serve him to follow him. So when we bring those things to him in prayer, that's when God gives us the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding as he guides us for how to handle this issue. So let's look at uh, what, what how we should pray. So I believe that our prayer should be crisp. Now, each of those uh, C-R-I-S-P stand for something. But before I, I look at those, just prayer should be crisp. It should be short. It should be um, efficient. It should be concise. There's no, we don't have to use big words. We don't have to use special phrases. All we need to do is to come into God's presence and tell him what's on our heart and just let the Holy Spirit work in our life and speak to us. So we need to be crisp. We don't, it doesn't have to be a super long prayer, no fancy words. We just need to be crisp. Well, let's see what Jesus said. 
When you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. When you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So this is so wonderful. God already knows what we need. He already knows even how he's going to answer our prayer before we even bring it to him. So we don't need to go with big words, fancy phrases, or um, standing in public in front of a bunch of other people. We need to just, just bring ourselves to God, seek his face, and just follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit as we communicate to God what's on our heart. And I love what Charles Spurgeon had to say also. Prayers are measured by weight, not by length. Many of the most prevailing prayers have been as short as they were strong. So again, prayer, you don't have to have fancy words. You don't have to take a ton of time to pray. Just come into God's presence and it just simply work through it. So again, when it comes, our, our prayer should be crisp. Let's see what that means. We, that we, these are the five things that our prayers should focus on. Confession, recognition, intercession, supplication, and praise. That spells out crisp. So let's look at what each of those means. So confession. This is this means just going to God and saying, I've done something wrong. Please help me to change. We need to confess our sins. Anything that goes against the command of God, bad thoughts we've had about people, wrong attitudes, bad priorities, anything in our life, uh, we need to confess and repent. We need to be willing to change and do what's right before we can pray about anything else. We need to confess our sins so that God can make us holy. Scripture shows that if we have unconfessed sin, if we're living unrepentant, if we're just living uh, against God's commands, it can actually hinder our prayer. So we need to fix those things um, in confession before we pray about anything else. So in Proverbs, the Bible says, if one turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. So if you're just living however you want and you're trying to pray for God to help you with other things, that's an abomination to God. You're treating him like a genie. You're treating him like someone who can grant wishes. Just that, that you know, I'm going to live however I want, but yet I'm going to come to him for help when I need it. That is not the way that God works. That's not the way that prayer works. But the good thing is that the, uh, the, the forgiveness uh, and repentance can happen instantly. As soon as we come to God, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He wants us to be holy. He wants us to follow him. He wants to answer our prayers, but we must confess and then, then our relationship with God will be restored and then we can pray about other things. Just if you want an example of how to pray confession, read Psalm 51. Uh, this is David confessing his sins and asking God's forgiveness. Have mercy on me, O God. Blot out my transgressions according to your steadfast love and abundant mercy. I know my sins and my transgression is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That's the attitude 
we need to have when we come to God uh, in confession and in repentance. So once we've uh, once we've confessed any sin in our life, then we need to talk about recognition. This is acknowledging God's work and thanking Him for what He has done. So we we see the things that God has done for us and even for those we love, and so we acknowledge that and we properly thank Him for the things that He has done, even the good things in our life. If we are healthy, if you have a family. If you have people who love you, if you have a, a home, if you have food, if you have clothes, these are the even simple things that we need to thank God for. And we need to recognize that without him, we don't have any of this. And James says, every good and perfect gift is from above. So everything good in your life, you need to acknowledge that it's God that did that for you and thank him. And even in, in Chronicles, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. We need to recognize the good things that God is doing in our life and acknowledge him for that. The third part of prayer is intercession. So this is praying for God to do good things in the lives of others. So of course, for friends, for family, we need to pray for God's blessing in their life. But even for our enemies, even for people who are living against God's will, we need to pray that God will draw them to himself, change them, and help them to come to a to, to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. Um, we, we do this, we believe in praying for others, because we believe, according to James 5, that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. When we pray things happen. God moves, God works, and God does miraculous things. And especially in terms of praying for those that don't know him, I love to pray Luke 10:2. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his field. So we need to pray that people will go in and speak the truth into their life, that they will be drawn to God, and that they can turn and ch change and follow him. So we don't need, just need to pray for ourselves. We need to pray intercessory prayers in the lives of others. The fourth aspect of prayer is supplication. This is asking things for ourselves. When most people think of the word prayer, this is what they think of. Really, but really that's just one of the aspects of a true biblical prayer. So supplication is asking for things in our life. So of course, we mostly want to focus on the things that we need. We want to pray for food, for clothing, for the just even the resources to be able to serve God. We need to pray for the basic necessities in our life. And of course, we can also pray for our the things that we want, things that we desire, things that, that we don't necessarily need, but things that we want. And of course, we know that God who loves us wants to give us good things. He is our father. We are his children. So he loves giving us good gifts. So when it comes to supplication, uh, let's let's see what 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 this takes. If if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us, and He will ha and we will have the request that we have asked of Him. So what we need to pray is according to God's will. We we can't ask for things that are against His will. The only things that the things that He will give us are what's according to His will. So this is a good way to check your heart and to, to pray that your will is in alignment with God's will, that what you desire, what you want is the same thing that he wants. So according to this, if we pray according to his will, he will give those things to us. So that's why we need to pray things from scripture, pray for wisdom, pray for strength, pray for opportunities to serve God. 
Those are the types of requests that God will never deny. So we need to make sure that our prayers are according to the will of God. So another great scripture, I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. This is a great little uh, just encouragement that again, when we pray according to God's will, he does, He loves giving us those things. So let's see about even maybe prayers that, that are uh, where God doesn't say yes. So you ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may use it for your own pleasures. So we need to ask God for things that will benefit his kingdom, that'll serve God well so that, and that we can serve him better. So we need to make Make sure that the things that we are asking for in prayer are according to God's will, that for his glory, not just for our own personal benefit. If you're asking for things and not receiving, you need to check your heart and make sure that what you're asking for will truly bless God's kingdom. So finally, the fifth aspect of, uh, of a crisp prayer is praise. We praise God for who he is. We stand in awe and wonder at his divine attributes. So praise is different from acknowledgement and thanks. So thanksgiving is for the things that God does. Praise are the are is pra praise is for who he is. His divine attributes, his holiness, his mercy, his grace, just his power, his majesty. We praise God for who he is. So again, when we praise God, we're we're putting ourselves in the proper perspective. We're seeing him as almighty God, and that helps us to remember to, to humble ourselves and to be in a lowly, just uh, being willing to, to serve him nature. So there's countless passages throughout scripture that talk about praising God. Here's just one good one. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and with my with my song, I praise him. So there's just one uh, good passage that talks about uh, praising God. So once again, this is how we can have a crisp prayer through confession, recognition, intercession, supplication, and praise. The, the those are the things that we need to focus on in prayer. Now, you don't have to talk about every single one of these every time you pray, but this is, the, this is a good guideline for how to have a proper prayer. So now let's take a minute and look at the most famous prayer in all of history, where Jesus himself teaches his followers how to pray and how just to have a simple, effective prayer that, that comes from these things. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, power, and glory forever and ever. Amen. So again, uh, we confess our sins, we pray for God's will, and we pray for our daily bread, and we pray for not just us, but for those around us. This short, simple prayer can be a guide for anything that you need to pray in your life. So let's just keep looking at a couple more uh, attributes of prayer. 
So a great thing uh, in Romans 8, 26, we do not know how to pray as we should, but the spirit himself intercedes for us. So even when we don't know how to pray, even if we don't have the great technical exact words, again, God already knows what we want and the Holy Spirit himself will intercede for us. So he will guide our prayer and he will, uh, he will uh, make our words correct for God. So he will intercede even on our behalf. So again, when it comes to prayer, there's something specific called fasting. Now that means that you remove distractions from in your life so that you can focus on prayer for a specific period of time. Of course, the most famous type of fasting is fasting from food, but you can also fast from the internet. You can fast from television. You can fast from even seeing friends and other things, but it's just, it's removing one aspect of your life so that you can take the time that you save from that to be able to focus on prayer and to be able to focus on drawing closer to God. Uh, this is a great thing to do if you're experiencing a sin, if you have a, uh, are facing a major challenge, a difficult relationship. If you're facing something big in your life and you really need to extra prayer, fasting is a wonderful, wonderful thing to do so that you can really focus on prayer and just focus on uh, receiving wisdom, guidance, and, and just uh, the power of God in whatever aspect of your life. So uh, when we pray, it's important to know that there, that there are only three responses that God gives. So we ask God for something, and he only gives us one of these three responses. So let's look at, at what they are. So first... God says yes. And so that means what we're asking lines up correctly with God's will and timing. What we're praying is exactly what God has planned. It's according to his will. And so we ask it, God gives us, and it's a wonderful, wonderful thing uh, when God says yes to our prayers. Um, I, I, this has happened many times in my life, and it's wonderful, and it's great to praise God and to thank him when he tells us yes, when he answers yes to one of our prayers. The second way that God can respond to our prayers is to say, wait. So that means um, he will do what you are asking, but the timing is not yet right. So maybe it's something in your life needs to change. Maybe someone else is, is not ready, but for whatever circumstance, whatever reason, you are praying according to God's will, but the timing is just not quite right. This is, this is difficult, and this is when we have to learn patience because this, this can take hours, days, weeks, months, years. There are examples in the Bible of people who wait years, even decades, for something big to happen in their life. But then God, what we know is that he is always faithful. When we are patient and when we trust him, he is always faithful to do things that are according to his will. So again, don't be discouraged if you don't hear an answer from God, because that means he's probably telling you, wait. He's telling you just to, to, and so this is when we also need to check our heart to make sure that something we're doing, um, something in our life is not hindering the ability for God to say yes to that prayer request. So again, we've got to be patient and we got to check our hearts uh, to, to, to make sure everything is lining up with God's will. So Jesus, uh, God can say yes. He can say wait. 
And the third answer might surprise people because the, the answer is, I have something even better planned. So Jesus, God, God doesn't say no, not in the sense that humans do. God doesn't tell us no. He tells us that he has something even better planned, that what we're thinking, what we're praying for is not according to God's will. And it's not what's best for us, or it's especially not what's best for God's kingdom. So God, again, he loves us. He wants good things for our life. Uh, but, but, but what's according to God's will, his desire, and what's best for his kingdom is what he's going to give us. So how wonderful is it if even if I pray for one thing and God doesn't say yes to that, that means that God has something even better than that planned. Now, it might not seem best to me, especially in the moment, but in the big picture, God sees and knows everything. And ultimately, he's going to do what's best, not just for us, but what's best for his kingdom. So God even has something better planned than that. So I just, this is everything about prayer. Uh, and it's just a wonderful aspect of the Christian life. We need to spend time doing this, but I just want to close with my personal favorite prayer from the Bible. This is what Paul wrote to the Ephesians, his prayer for them. And it's my prayer for you who are watching this video as well. This is my prayer for you. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what, what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or seek or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. If you, thanks for listening to this video. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to drop a comment, send me a message, let me know what you thought. And if you'd like to ha hear more teaching about how to put your faith into practice, I hope you'll like, subscribe, and follow to this channel. God bless.